We live. Oh, brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, welcome back to the Invincible FC podcast. Um, not They were doing something that an episode I want to we're not really going to enjoy very much. <laughs> this will be, be brutal, but we got to get through it. This one's going to hurt just a little bit. Um, the problem is, if, if, if we had good predictions here, we would have gone through it, so we, we got to stay consistent. Yeah, I mean, hey man, we got a leg on our face. We're gonna, mm-hmm. we're gonna own it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, we don't so let's just run down the actual table. We'll mm-hmm. talk about where everybody placed, and then you and I can each say how far away we were. Oh God, okay. And we'll try and keep this as brief as we can. So you know, yeah, do your best to not drown. Mm-hmm. I'll do my best as well. Yeah. First, the only one I think that we both got right. <laughs> Man City win the Premier League once again. Yeah. This one's getting a little too easy to predict. Yeah, I'll say. That's the only reason we got one right. I don't really feel all that good about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Second place, our favorite team, Arsenal, places second. I had them third. I think you had them fourth. I had them fourth, yeah. We both had them top four. Too far off. Yeah. But needless to say, neither of us expected them to be in a title race this season. Absolutely. But so I'm one place to and I'll happily eat that one point. Mm-hmm. I'll happily eat the two. Wish it was three. No kidding, man. I wish mine was two as well. <clears throat> Third place, Manchester United. Oh. I, I predicted them to finish fifth. My first brutal one. Sixth? I had seventh. Ooh, it's tough, man. That's a four. That's a four right there. That's uh, a plus four. Yeah, I wear a plus two. I'm not thrilled about it. I did, listening back on my reaction on my prediction, I, I had a lot of negative things to say about Man United, mm-hmm. and those negatives really only stayed true for about a month. Yeah, I, I, I listened to our manager rankings, and I was really embarrassed. Um, I doubted him heavily, and he came through with the goods for sure this year. Really, really impressive. Man. Did well. He did do well, and and the yeah first month it was looking good, what I had predicted, uh, but yeah he really he really grabbed hold of of the league. Have to respect it. Mm-hmm. Fourth place is Newcastle. This oh, one, one where there's a pretty big difference between you and me, and I feel like I'm going to hold my nose a little high on this mm-hmm. one because I I if you listen back I and I I did this morning I listened back to the entire episode. When you said Newcastle, we're going to get, what do you say, 10th or 11th? 11th. <laughs> you're underestimating them. They're going to do a lot better. And yeah. I didn't think they were going to do this well, but they really did perform this season. They did. They did. I thought I thought their their end-of-season run last year was a fluke, and they were going to fall back off until they get the investment. And they did get investment, but not in the guys I expected. Uh, and they were just fantastic. you got to credit Eddie Howe. They played great. They really, really did. Well, I was seven off. That's a that's a not amazing, but we'll take it plus three for me. <laughs> it's not that bad. Nobody expecting them to talk. Mm-hmm. Another plus three for me, or minus three, depending on how you're scoring it. Fifth place was Liverpool. Yep, they were fifth place. I had third. I had them in second, so I was one more mm-hmm. off than you there. Um. Listening to what we said about them, we both kind of thought they were going to have a bit of a down year. Yeah. Yeah, we were a bit right about that. But mm. not this much of one. 
No, I, I yeah, I predicted the pick to to get second. I really thought it wouldn't. I I didn't think there was going to be a title race this year. Really, mm-hmm. I thought City were going to run away with it. It was going to be boring. Liverpool would get second. Everyone else would be scrapping for top four. That would be the big narrative. Yeah. Um, I thought they'd drop off a bit, but I did not think Arsenal could finish ahead of them, considering how they've done, especially head to head the last few years. So. Nope, I'm right there with um, you, man. It was quite remarkable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely uh, was. Sixth, another pretty embarrassing one for you and me. <laughs> Brighton. I had them 10th. Mm, another so plus a, seven for me. I had them 13th. Four. I had them 13th. Not oh, great, man. Not great. I thought they'd fall off. They had a great, a good season. No, no, they had a very good season last year for for their standards. It was their best season ever in ninth place. I, I thought they could not. They, they peaked. They couldn't do better than that, and they peaked again. And they're up to sixth. They're a money ball team. Their new best season ever. We're seeing money ball in soccer now, and it's working. It's pretty crazy. Especially for Brentford. They really play money ball. That's oh, Brentford. For, day. for sure. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't want to doubt them again. Because we'll talk about Brentford in a second. No, their striker plays Moneyball. Quite a bit of it. Maybe too much. Yeah, the, yeah that that could be what costs them. That could be what costs yeah, them. In the could. Um, here's my first big one. My first big plus. Seventh place, Ashton Villa. I had them 13th. That's a healthy plus six for you, boy. That. That's tough. It's not not the worst I've had, but this is one of my first good ones here because I had them eight. I was gonna say you predicted Villa pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I wrote in my self defense section down here <laughs> that um <laughs> that I thought that they were gonna do bad under Stevie G, and mm-hmm. when he left, they were in like fourteenth. You're right. Yeah. No, well, I just didn't know that find Unai Emery and go. I think Unai Emery <laughs> took over when they're in seventeenth place, so you were trending better than I was in that department. But to be fair, Unai Emery came through. Save your prediction. Made me look like a moron. It's all good. Yes, sir. It, the number of times Unai Emery has made me look like a moron for him to come and do it, <laughs> and then he's not even coaching my team this time. <laughs> oh God. Bro, that's just not fair. All that's right, tough, what is what it is? Tough. He always he's oh, inevitable. Cheer us up a little bit. Guess who got eighth this year? Who got eighth, Pat? Come on, you Spurs! Was it the team I fi- I picked to finish second? Yeah, I predicted them to get fourth. So it's a young plus four for me. It's a tough plus or minus six for me. I really, really thought Antonio Conte was going to get the best out of this team. And boy, was I wrong. And um, I won't I mean, lie. I'm I think we both okay with it. Tottenham to do to thrive under Conte. I think the big difference there was that at one point in the season, I said to you, "What happens? What happens if it falls apart while he's there?" Mm-hmm. And it ended up falling apart while he was there. We saw what happened was pretty massive collapse. Visionary. Uh, I don't know about that. I think I got lucky on that one. The the <laughs> the visionary I will take credit for is later on when we look at most improved players because I put Jack Grealish on my list and I feel like a genius for that. That's not bad. Um, That's not bad. All right. Well, Brentford got ninth. Brentford that, got ninth. That's a healthy dose of plus ten for me. <laughs> and guess what? I am joining you with another healthy dose of a plus ten. Oh, it was. We both had them. Finishing nineteenth and being relegated. 
How the hell did that happen? Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't feel like that prediction was that unreasonable. It shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been because they have the lowest wage bill in the Premier League. They they just reeked of second season syndrome. I thought they were going to be another Leeds or, or Sheffield where it's just like, you know, great first season and then really battle in the second one and then either almost yeah, exactly they just, go down. Right. They just... They just have a likable squad, a light. I mean, minus you know the betting issues, but uh, the club itself has just has just gotten around the team, and and they're just winning games like that, and it's unbelievable. And and they finished three points now out of a Europa League spot and two out of a Conference League spot. It's incredible. Yeah, it really is. Oh, salute to Brentford! What an amazing season and. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Ivan Tony in the situation that he's in, it remains to be seen if they can chop change and, and moneyball their way out of this one. But um, mm-hmm. they might finish lower next season. I don't think I'm going to have the stones to predict them to get relegated again. Yeah. I don't want to look stupid, but no. um, they they might be they might be in for a bit of a rough one next season without Tony. They could be. They could be. Um, who for the record, time. could be a flop this season. Um, tenth was Fulham. Who I this is a bit of an I told you so moment for you, I will admit this a bit, a bit, bit. <laughs> for you because I thought that they would stink it up again. Yeah, and they very much did not. Yeah, I. What's crazy is is this this is a plus six for me, and it's probably the greatest plus six you'll ever see because I had them finishing sixteenth, and yet I feel like a visionary since they finished tenth. Um, cause just cause everybody had them relegated and I didn't think they'd do this well, but I did think they'd stay up. I, I thought they had the squad necessary. They made the right signings. Mitrovic was there for most of the season besides his eight match ban, typical Mitrovic. Um, but they, they did, they performed way better than I expected. I mean, Hey man, I'm about to be vindicated by a plus six in, in two turns as we talk about our Chelsea review. Um, <laughs> 11th not getting 12th this year was Crystal Palace they got predicted them to get ninth, so this is a healthy plus 2 for me but I'll take that plus 2 yeah I, I got I had them 10th so that's a plus 1 for me not too bad the unfortunate reality of this Palace prediction is that we both have to face the music of Patrick Vieira not being as good as a manager of a manager as we right. want there was a there was a hot week where they were in the relegation zone because they just kept losing and they kept losing one nil and two one and they couldn't score goals. And, uh, and suddenly he was gone. He really looked good last season. He looked like he was going to do it. And, and they played really well before the world cup break and something clicked and they, uh, they just couldn't score afterwards and they really struggled and he had yeah. to go and, and look at the difference Roy Hodgson made. Roy Hodgson did make a massive difference. I, I Boy. first to say, I was pretty critical of the Palace board when they made that decision. Mm-hmm. I thought Vieira was at least a good enough manager to keep them in the division. Um, but Roy Hodgson brought them to pretty good places. Um, they're well safe. It's going to, you know, obviously every place that you move up in the Premier League is a pretty significant chunk of TV revenue. Yep. So um, Roy Hodgson made that club a lot of money. And, mm-hmm. you know, now he'll, he'll, Hopefully, actually drive off into the sunset this time and, and not come back again because he, he's too old. He's got to take some time. His wife, like wife's probably going to leave him. Um, <laughs> yeah. But 
yeah, I mean, I think Palace are going to have some questions to answer this offseason, but they're not in as bad of a spot as they could have been. Absolutely. Yeah. Now let's talk about a team that's in a horrible, horrible spot. 12th place was Chelsea. Yeah, we both got to eat this one. I don't think anybody had a good prediction for this. I picked them to get sixth. Honestly? I don't yeah. feel that horrible about that. Yeah, and I had them fifth, and I'll, I'm happy with a plus seven there, to be honest I'll with you. I'll take plus six. It is what Most it is. Most people I, had them in the top four. Yeah, I mean, there were plenty of people who were telling you, Chelsea are going to challenge for the title again. Chelsea are going to this, that, and the other thing. It was always kind of writing on the wall that they were going to have a down year. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know it was going to be this significant. Nobody knew it. Nobody knew it. You know, I had them winning that, the league last year. That I wasn't the stupid either. They were they were first in the league for a good they few. They were for a while, and they then like Russia invaded Ukraine, like December, and then Russia invaded Ukraine, and yeah. everything changed for this football club. And that shows what an impact that can have on. That might be the best politics can have on a. That football might be club. the best thing that Putin ever did. By the way, ruin Chelsea. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Putin, you legend. Okay, um, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not going to say that. Again, Brad, you're supporting dictators on the podcast. Not, not a cool thing. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, um, I, I mean, Todd Bowley taking over, I think, just just completely, uh, completely took this club down, and now now he's trying to trying to take a a uh, de a deceleration in a sense on the club and um, kind of step back because he's realized what you know. What terror he's caused in this club. He's What's well that? in over his head. Yeah, he is. And okay. he's finally realizing that. His ego is coming down. Yeah, and I mean, him being well in over his head doesn't just mean that he's having problems. I mean, this is impacting real-life situations. Him being in over his head is costing people jobs. It's costing a lot of situations. You know, big big profit margins for Chelsea are being lost because of him. Yeah. Um, and if they don't get their act together... Lord knows what's going to happen. I think I think appointing Mr. Maurizio Pochettino was a good decision. Um, but they're going to have to back him somehow, even though they're going to have to sell most of their players. I don't really know what's going to happen this summer. Yeah, um, this is why we wait until August to do the Premier League table. Right, I have no idea what's going to happen. Right uh, this one I'm going to take is a moral victory. I didn't get it spot on, but I was only one off. 13th was Wolves. I had them 12th. That is a plus one that I will happily, happily accept. Yeah, I had I had them ninth, so that's a plus four for me. Not not too great. I I really I don't really know why. They they had a great season last year, and I think it was mostly because they just could not concede a goal. They could they still couldn't score goals, but they just fought through games and they um and they always got over the line and then they 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 were competing for the Champions League for a while last year, if you remember. And then I think that second defeat uh, to Arsenal really put them out of the race, and and they fell to tenth on the on the last day. But they could have been as high as seventh. Uh, and so I thought they'd stay up there and finish ninth, and they completely fell off. But I don't know. They 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 still managed to finish mid table somehow. Yeah, I'm gonna claim that one as a moral victory. Um. I also, again, when I was listening back to the uh, preseason predictions, sw- said that Huang would score, and I'm quoting myself here, maybe three goals. He finished the season with three goals and one assist. Um, <laughs> there you go. 14th West Ham. 
Yeah, I don't know why I hate Huang so much. He just isn't good at soccer. Um, yeah. 14th was West Ham. Sure. I had them 11th. So, um, a little bit worse than I expected, but they are making a pretty deep run in the Conference League. Yeah. So, at least there's something going for that franchise. Yeah, I had them 12th. We, we both kind of saw a down year, at least in the Premier League, for them. I think it just made sense. Other teams were were improving, and they weren't. And that was going to come back to bite them. And they were in the relegation battle for a decent while until they really turned it on at the end of the season. Yeah. No, I'm I'm right there with you. It was a weird season for West Ham, but definitely not as good as I expected them to play. Yeah. 15th. Sweet, sweet vindication. There's yours. Oh, it feels so good, baby. Guess who stayed in the Premier League? It's AFC Bournemouth. That is the happiest plus two I will ever wear in my entire existence. <laughs> oh, what a performance from them this year. <laughs> I can't even – oh, man. I I can't even be mad about my plus five because 95% of anybody who picked the tables uh, also had a plus five because everybody had them finishing dead last. And it's crazy because they don't even have that bad of a squad. It's just not as good as the others. But yeah. Philip Billing happened, and he's a baller. Philip Billing, he can really play, dude. That dude, he can score. I don't know how he didn't make the World Cup squad. He could have really saved Denmark, but that's besides the point. Uh, really good pre- prediction from you. And we've been talking about it all season, but now you finally get to gloat about it. Uh, nice job. Uh, I appreciate you, mate. Um, I I was li- again, like I said, I was listening back to the episode that we made on this. And I didn't really say that many complimentary things about Bournemouth. Yeah. I basically just said I thought there were three teams that were worse than them and moved on from there. But I guess there were five teams that were worse than them. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is. It's, um, well done. it's well done. 16th is another newly promoted team. Nottingham Forest gripped their, you know, hang on to their spot in the division. That's probably the coolest thing about this season. Not a single newly promoted team was relegated. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, pretty that's... cool. Hasn't happened in a while, I think. I forget what the last time was. That not any of the newly promoted teams were. I think it was like the. I don't. I don't know when the last time was. I think it was like the third time in Premier League history that's happened, though. It's pretty remarkable. It's very rare. But I mean, you'd expect the three newly promoted teams, at least going into the season, to be the three worst teams in the league, at least in terms of squad quality. Yeah, at least. Yeah. But I mean, it was it was pretty clear to everybody who the worst team in the league was. Yeah. We'll get onto them in a few places. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Forest did okay. Um, I had them 14th, and they got 16th, so that's a plus two that I will happily eat. Yeah, I, I had them 15th, so that's a plus one. I I, I think oh, they're nice. just good prediction, mate. Yeah, thank you. Um, I mean, we 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 both had them around there, but mm. considering how much they spent, if they didn't stay up, that would have been a disaster. And if they got relegated, and they still very much might get relegated this next year, they could be in deep, deep trouble because of how much their crook owner has spent. He's uh, he's an idiot, and he's you know reported by multiple people to be a fraud. Um, they could be in big trouble. They certainly could be, and, and if he is a fraud, then they definitely are. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a chance that just a little extra time there, Steve Cooper can pull all these players together. Because I don't think that they signed any bad players. They signed yeah. Premier League quality players. Mm-hmm. They just essentially facelifted their whole squad. They just changed the whole thing. 
Right. So now it's about can Steve Cooper keep these guys meshed together and get them moving in the right direction? Because I do think it's either up or down. I don't see them getting 16th again. I think next season it's either, you know, an actual solid mid-table place, mid placement, like an 11th or 12th, mm -hmm. or they're getting last. Yeah. And maybe Luton will save them from getting last because I'm really not thrilled about them. But um, it, I think I think it's going to be a, a season of extremes for Forest next year, and we'll see what happens. We'll see if Awonyi can repeat because they don't have many goal scorers. No, they and don't. Brennan Johnson can really take he, off. He's been he, – Brennan Johnson not quite as good as I expected him to be. Mm -hmm. um, 17th, another team that I think we had both about right in this zone. It's plus one for me, um, Everton. They hung yep. on. They did. Tooth and nail, they hung on. I honestly thought they'd have a little bit of a, an uptick this year. I thought I had them finishing 14th. Um, they were right back down within that, that battle again. Uh, I thought they were going to get relegated through most of the season, um, especially under Frank Lampard, but they got over the line. Yeah, I definitely thought Everton were going to get relegated for most of the season as well. Um. I think we both said going into the final day, there's pretty much no way they're going to get the job done against Bournemouth. If yeah. it's a one-off, Everton are always going to you know do what they can, and they made it happen. So good on them. That's a plus mm -hmm. one. I'll take. Yep. Um. Now on to a plus ten for me. Plus twelve. Bury my face in my hand. Leicester City got sent down. This was my furthest prediction. Ever and I've I've been doing these predictions for probably six or seven years, maybe longer than that. This is my worst prediction ever. It's a plus twelve. I had them sixth. I don't think anyone could have predicted this. I don't. I, I mean, I would pay you a lot of money if you could point me at a at a, a sports pundit or any sort of even casual podcaster who had Lester in the drop zone. That would be remarkable. Yep, it's I, unbelievable, and we've talked enough about them. Oh. a lot about them. Mm, yeah, we're going to feel similarly about these next two teams. 19th is Leeds. I don't. I honestly don't want to talk about them anymore. It's plus four <laughs> for me. I thought they were going to stay up and get 15th. They, yeah, I had them plus they two. Up and got 19th. I, I knew they were going to be trying to stave off relegation. I just thought that they were going to be more effective at it. And I yeah. can't help but feel like if Tyler Adams hadn't gotten injured, this wouldn't be a horrible prediction for me either. Yeah, I had I thought Jesse Marsh would would stay the the course, and I still think if he wasn't sacked after that Nottingham Forest match, he would have stayed the course and kept them up. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had them seventeenth, just staying up again, and they didn't. Yeah, disappointing match for um, U.S. men's national team fans and American soccer fans in general. Mm -hmm. But there's only so much you can do. Yep. And I got twentieth. The only team that you and I both accurately predicted to get relegated. Southampton. Yep. They go both down. have an 18th, right? Yeah, I had them 18th, so it's plus two for me. And I'll take that. You know, I feel like if you get a team in the relegation zone and they get relegated, you did pretty good. Yeah. I I always want one. <laughs> and that's realistically the goal for me. Obviously, I want all three, but... Yeah, I mean, you'll take what you get. One, one maybe. Tigers can't be choosers, yep. Um, all right, so now on to some more opinion-based stuff. In general, um, let's go through some of our other predictions from the season. Mm -hmm. um, we can talk about the one that 
is probably or not probably, but is definitely a a numbers game more than anything else. The Golden Boot race. I think you and I both picked Harry Kane to win the Golden Boot. Uh, whew, I can't even remember. I think yes, I do believe. Uh, I picked Harry I Kane to Harry Kane. Boot and score twenty seven goals. I think, I think he scored like thirty four or something. He scored thirty goals, correct? This yes, this is going to go down as one of the most overlooked uh, individual seasons probably of all time mm-hmm. in Harry Gaines. He yep. scored thirty goals, which has done been done like maybe ten times ever, and not a person is talking about it. Because yeah, you're right. Not anyone is a certain Norwegian in thirty goals. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he, he had a sensational season for a team that gave him nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Zero service, zero support. I mean, he did this all by himself. Even even goals, three assists. Famed strike partner Sonny. Yep. Horrible year for even he. Yeah, even he was off. Horrible year for humans on who I did predict to finish in the top five uh, for the Golden Boot race, and I was sorely wrong about. I actually only got two of these guys right. I got Harry Kane, Erling Holland. I had human son. Darwin Nunez and Raheem Sterling. <laughs> I, uh, I had Ivan Tony as a flop. This is yeah, this is a bit of egg yeah. on my face. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's yeah, I, embarrassing. I had Kane, Salah, Son, Holland, Jesus, and I <laughs> granted I had Holland 18 goals. Uh, he had double that. Yeah, I had Holland at 25, so I was only 11 off, which mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not as bad as most people. Only but... 11 off is not actually crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was only seven off for Mo Salah, but I think everyone would call that a horrible prediction. Yeah, but it was trending well. It was trending well. Doing so good, man. It was yeah. just like Aston Villa. He came through on me at the end. Yeah. Um, and I had Jesus 17. If he didn't get hurt for three months, he had 11 goals. I think he could have had around there. I, I don't disagree with that prediction at all. I think he should be way more efficient. But... Oh. Okay, cool. So let's move on to some other ones. Um, we'll do signing of the summer next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had picked Erling Holland with Gabriel Jesus and Kaladu Koulibaly as my runners up. Yeah, safe to say, if you ignore the runners up, I did pretty good. <laughs> Definitely ignore the runners up. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to mention my signings of the summer. <laughs> my number one was Jesus. Okay, could have been could have been the signing of summer if he if Holland wasn't there and if he stayed healthy. I don't want to mention the next one because well, I, probably, I know who it is. You don't have to say it out loud. It's I'm going to say it. He was probably the worst signing of the summer, and that was Jesse Lingard. I I don't know what I was thinking. You mean that Lingardinho? Horrifying take. What? Lingardinho. I actually Lingardinho. Say, mate, is that you know me? I'm all about you know gloating a little bit when I get something better than you. But we both thought he was going to be good. I was going to be good. The signing of the summer. Have a good season. I genuinely think he was the worst signing of the summer. How much did he go for? Like a lot of money, right? Well, it, I don't even know if it was about the signing fee. It was more about the fact that he was on like two hundred and ten thousand. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, right, right. It was a free like transfer, but he, yeah, he was making like two hundred thousand for a newly promoted team that hasn't been in the Premier League in a very long time. For a player that did what? Score like one goal this year? Score zero goals. He scored zero goals. Zero goals in the Premier League, and I had him oh, as my God. second best signing of the summer. Yeah, that I had was Car Kamara after that, who was pretty good, but definitely not. Kamara was decent. Yeah, yeah Kamara was decent. He was better than Koulibaly. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> none of these players that you picked or the other two that I picked were anywhere near as bad as Jesse Lingard. That was 
horrifying. Yeah. It wasn't great, man. <laughs> you got to eat that. That's what it is. So who's the signings of the summer? The real one? The signing of the summer is Erling Holland. Right. I And I, I think a few a few players to, you know, a few honorable mentions that could be there. Matoma, um, fantastic uh, signing. Matoma was great. Um, Alexander Isak. I think both were up there. I think Isak was a lot more money, um, but long-term he's going to be a just such a good investment. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the one that people aren't going to talk about because we were all hating on him for being five foot nine before the season started. Sandra, Sandra Martinez was a decent he did do well. He, did do well. he played well. Yeah. He, 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 he won the hair of the Golden Glove. He did he not really deserve did. the Golden Gloves. So no kidding. You got to give him credit where it's due. Hey, it was shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Okay. I think, yeah, Newcastle and Brighton have the best uh, transfer windows for me. Yeah, and Arsenal. I think we were Arsenal great Arsenal because they got second. But I said this at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I think Arsenal were pretty close to winning that transfer window. What a great improvement that squad made. Yeah, just um, I think I think none of them make like top five signings. Just because of like maybe Jesus could end up being, but I think, uh, I think overall it was just a very good, very good couple of windows. I'm right there with you. I'm right there, there with you. Yeah. All right. So let's do most improved player next. Let's do it. Um, can you please go first? I'm. <laughs> I, I will happily go first. I was pretty happy with my most improved. Um, I had Eberichiese. Eberichiese. Wow. Um, that was a good choice. Words there. Um, that was a good choice. I think he he was one of the most improved. Um, my runner up was Caicedo, another very improved player. I thought that was a good one. Yeah, my third, choice. my third was not a very good prediction, and it was I had almost too much faith in Eric Ten Hag coming in and bringing the best out of him, and that was Donny Van de Beek. Uh, he didn't do anything, and it looks like his United career must be over. Um, I don't know, man. He's on pretty decent wages. They haven't forced him out of the door yet. Yeah, but he doesn't play. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's what could I had. A, could be a Frankie D on that, at Barcelona situation, though, where he just doesn't want to leave. Right. I don't just even sit, know with him. Sit there and get paid a bunch of money to do nothing. I mean, right. that sounds like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> he did get injured uh, halfway through the season, but I still didn't think he was doing anything. Nice nah, sucks. Um, uh, I went two for three. My most improved player was Kelechi Iheanacho, which was a horrendous call. It didn't work out. That, that, was, that was pretty tragic, if we're being completely honest. Anyone on this um, would have been a bad My runners-up were Odegaard and Jack Grealish. Great, great so, picks. Two good shouts there. I mean, Martin Odegaard had himself in the conversation for actual player of the season most of the year, um, and Jack Grealish really came good this year. I mean, he, yep. was a, he has been, and they have a few more games to play, he has been a crucial piece of the Manchester City team in their must-win games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel good great. about my runners-up. It was just that first prediction we don't even talk about. Um, it's a great improvement. Young player of the year, I picked yeah, who, who were the actual most improved, though? Oh, who was the actual most improved player of the season? I think it had to be Martin Odegaard. Yeah, I think Odegaard's the right choice. I considered Eze. I considered Martinelli. I think Almiron and Callum Wilson, both at Newcastle, were very improved. Yeah, um, Jack Grealish. But Almiron was good last year too. He was, but I mean, he had eleven goals. He, he Ollie Watkins had more than like three. Ollie Watkins could have been. Ollie Watkins had a great second half of the season. 
Yeah, but he was still scoring beforehand, before this season. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, I mean, that was such a purple patch of form for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. But, yeah, there were – had Regards a pretty safe choice for that one. Though. I mean, he had seven goals for us last season. He had fifteen and seven, I believe. Um, he was, in my opinion, the second best player. He, I think, he was runner up for player of the year for me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, so should we talk about player of the year then, since we've been dancing around it, or do we do young player first? Uh, young player, young player, young player of the year. I had Phil Foden. Ooh. I don't even know that he plays that much anymore. Okay. Um, in fact, I haven't seen Foden really touch the pitch or heard his name doing anything football-related in a minute. Yeah. So I don't feel amazing about that one. Um, but but the player who I do think will will win it, I did pick in second, which is Bukayo Saka. Like, he's pretty much a lock for it. Mm-hmm. At 21 years old, he was easily the best player under 22 or 23 probably in the Premier League right now. Yeah, um, what a phenomenal, phenomenal footballer. And I had Emil Smith Rowe third. Would have been a decent pick, mm-hmm. but injury problems and Arteta shunning him didn't help. Yeah, I, I do think I'm pretty sure Erling Holland actually already won it. Um, but oh, I, I don't forget. really count him. Three. I don't really count him because I don't. I don't. I think it's too easy to just pick the player of the year and the young player of the year being the same thing. Yeah. So, um, so I didn't include him. Um, in, in my actual uh, Young Player of the Year predictions, um, I had Saka first. Um, I really thought he was going to be it. Um, and spoiler alert, that's who I have actually winning Young Player of the Year. Um, my runners-up were, were, were horrendous. Um, Wesley Fofana and Pedro Neto. Uh, Fofana was just poor. Um, he, he went for a massive fee to Chelsea and didn't do anything good with them. Um, Pedro Neto... Um, barely played, didn't score, didn't assist, didn't do anything. Um, but I think I think Saka wins Young Player of the Year for me. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. I do think it was Bukayo Saka's award to win in all reality. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't sleep on Olise, Jacob Ramsey, and Ciso. Oh, Jacob Ramsey was decent. Ciso yeah. uh, played a really strong last few weeks. If it was like last five games of the season, then Ciso wins that shit easy. I know, right? He just only played half the season, but he could be right up there again. Evan Ferguson, his teammate, too. Evan Ferguson, what a, I mean, he's going to be my one to watch for Brighton next year, not just because he's Irish, but mostly because he's Irish. Um, <laughs> That's going to. So let's do player of the year then. And yeah. then if we feel like we have time, we can pick over some of our flops and ones to watch and see which ones we thought we did okay. Yeah, sure. Um, Player of the year, and I know it's going to go to Holland, but I don't think I was wrong about this because I feel like it was him, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, another be a bad world class year for Kevin De Bruyne. It's a safe prediction, but it's it's it, it's never a wrong prediction. Yeah, he he. People sleep on his season, and he was a big reason why Erling Holland thrived so much. For sure, I mean. He had what 16, 17 assists, 16 assists. Um, he's inevitable. He's just he's just phenomenal. Not too much to say about him. Yeah, I had him as well. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, so do you uh who were your runners up then? I had Kane and Sterling. I had Kane and Salah. So you did better than me in that respect. But Sterling and Salah both with a bit of a down year compared to what they usually do. Mm Mm-hmm. Sterling much more of a down year than Salah. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, who, do you think it actually was KDB, or do you think it was early Holland? No, I think it was one hundred percent early Holland. Fair and enough. I think I think runner up is Odegaard. Then I think it's Kane. Then De Bruyne. Then Salah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <sighs> Oof, it's hard. But yeah, I it, it, if somebody scores thirty six goals in one Premier League season, it's hard to say it's not them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so obviously we're not going to have really time to go over all of our flops and ones to watch. But are there any predictions on either of these sides that you're particularly proud of? Let's see. Yeah, there's got to be some. I had Good Tyler Leeds. I'm proud of that one. Yep. Um, Erling Holland for Man City was a pretty easy one. Um, I had Jacob Ramsey for Villa. I feel good about that. I had him as well. Uh, Mark Gahey for Palace had a decent season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there were some bad ones. Sambi Lukonga for Arsenal was a bit shit for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harvey Elliott for Liverpool played okay, but nothing really world-redefining. Um, and Anthony Gordon for Everton. God, how horrible is that? Pretty. <laughs> he didn't yeah. even last like three weeks after I said that. Um. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I yeah, I had a few good predictions. I think um, I had William Saliba for Arsenal, Moises Caicedo for Brighton, uh, Tyler Adams, Eberishi as a uh, Taiwo Awonyi, um, Jacob Murphy. I had some decent ones. Um, some oh, not. So you had Awonyi. I had Awonyi. Yep. That's a good prediction, mate. Yeah. Thank you. That's a uh, really good prediction. Thanks. I had some pretty poor ones, though, including Pedro Neto, Alfonso Ariola, uh, Connor Gallagher. I was really high on uh, Frank Onyeka, Patsandaka, Donny van de Beek. Um, yeah. Who did I have? Erickson for United is a decent prediction. That's not bad. I had a Dama Traore for Wolves. Hmm. Uh, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, okay. And then flops. And I guess I'll pick through a couple of mine. I had Coutinho for Villa. That ended up being pretty good. Um, Mope for Brighton ended up being more accurate than we needed it to be. Uh, Melier for Leeds was way more accurate than we all could have yeah. it to be as well. Um, Richarlison for Spurs was pretty easy to see. One, yep. Calvin Phillips for Man City was also pretty easy to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a couple that were pretty horrendous. Ivan Tony for Brentford was a yikes. Mm-hmm. Tim Ream for Fulham. Yikes. Uh, and then probably the two most embarrassing ones, um, Joe Willock for Newcastle and Marcus Rashford for Man United. <laughs> I did not do well there. <laughs> That's tough. Teams named United, I did, I don't know, but I don't know how to predict you guys, man. I did bad there. Don't worry, I had some tough ones too. I, I picked Jack Relish to flop. I picked James Ward-Prowse to flop. Uh, Tim Ream. Uh, that was when Tim Ream was bad, to be fair. We both picked Tim Ream to flop because he did yeah. suck at first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I picked Jorginho without knowing he was going to come to Arsenal. Um, That's not a half-bad prediction, then. I mean, yeah. to be fair, any Chelsea player could have been Yeah, picked. but the problem is this season, he was probably the only one who started with Chelsea who didn't have a bad season. But uh, uh, I had some a few decent ones, I guess. I had Deli Ali, I guess he was still at Everton at the time. Uh, Neil Smith-Rowe, Keen Lewis-Potter. Tariq Lamptey, never been a fan of his. Brendan Aronson, Jamie Vardy. I know you called Richarlison, too. Uh, I did call Richarlison as well. You're right. Um, Skamaka, that was a good one. I, oh, I Skamaka, West Ham's a great prediction. Wow. Because mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be good. And at the beginning of the year, he looked good. He scored a couple of really good goals. I just feel like West Ham signed so many strikers that just never panned out. 
And yeah, I he was going to be I another mean, one. Clearly, you're right about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Bruno Fernandez, that's a bit iffy. Uh, he did, he still did do well. I, I never think, I think he never really shows up in big matches, but he does always come up with good stat lines. Yeah, um, his uh, numbers are always. So there's that. Yeah, that's all I got. Well, I intentionally saved this one until after we were pretty much done recording so I could gloat about it a little extra. My wolf swap was He Chan Huang, and that was dead on the money. Three goals. I know you're victory. proud of that Three one. goals. I know you're proud of that one. He scored what? He scored like two goals of the World Cup and only three goals the entire Premier League season. I think you're right about that, yeah. Korea Golf Wolves. There you go. That tells us all we need to know. <laughs> all right, Josh. Thanks for talking to me, man. I gotta stop myself before I go. You gotta stop yourself. Uh, Hold you back. Hold you, you back. Do- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. All right. Well, all right, I'll chat with you again soon, brother. Sounds good. Yeah, peace. Yeah.